you know, I want to be the dad to my kids I never had. So that's a big why for me. And, and real estate, I think, is a great resource to, to achieve these goals and to be able to control my time so I can spend it on what matters most. Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. Welcome back, Three Phone listeners. I hope you're having a great week. We've got another great guest for you today. Jared Alexander is joining us from sunny Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, a little bit about Jared, then we'll bring him in. Jared is the founder of Optimal Equity Group, which is formed to help educate investors on how to achieve strong returns by investing in real estate. You know, Jared's able to do this because he's he's got a W two. Um, he grew up, you know, with a family that that's, uh, had their own flooring business. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But then Jared decided to get in real estate. Uh, bought a single family home. That's how a lot of people get started. Uh, that's how he got started, but then realized pretty quickly um, it wasn't going to be what he wanted. It wasn't going to scale, things like that, not passive. So he jumped into passively investing in syndications and it's kind of seen the light there. So we're going to talk a lot about that. And then actually, yeah, he's on, uh, jumped on the active side. He's so he's so all in on um, apartments and now he's doing it actively. So we'll kind of cover all those things. Jared's also a family man, happily married with two amazing kids. Like I said, currently living in Phoenix, Arizona. He's a sales professional. You know, won numerous awards for his sales. Um, and now he's just, you know, he's working on helping other people get into real estate on the on the side if, if they have a uh, busy job and, and a busy family like he does. So, Jared, uh, welcome to the show. So, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me. So, Jared, if you don't mind, man, uh, let's start. Take us all the way back. What were you doing before you bought the single family home, before you decided to get into real estate? Maybe just a little bit about how did you hear about real estate and what made you want to jump in in the first place? Born and raised in North Carolina. My mom owned a uh, flooring company there. And so I grew up in the flooring business and I've been, pretty much been doing flooring my whole career. Started out installing to sales yeah. and, and that's where I'm, what I'm doing currently. Yeah. And, and uh, so, you know, growing up, my mom and my grandfather, they owned real estate, you know, so I kind of had a very high level view of, you know, single family real estate, you know, with my mom, but my grandfather... Okay. Yeah, so the flooring company, he actually started the flooring business, mm-hmm. and um, and he did really well with that, but he actually bought the property, um, so he owned the building, and then he um, developed two more buildings on the oh, same wow. property, and eventually, I saw him, I was probably 10 or 12 years old, and saw him retire at the age of 50, and he moved out here, actually, to Arizona, and had been living off the income from that commercial building ever since. Okay, so he didn't retire because he made so much money on his flooring company, he retired because he bought the building that his flooring company was living in, was working out of, and then built two more buildings. And so then he's collecting rent from three different buildings. And it's that rent he's collecting from those buildings that allowed him to retire at 50 and move to Arizona, not not making so much money off of a W-2 or even owning his own company. It was, it was the real estate side. It was the real estate, exactly. Yeah. And because that continues on. I mean, he, he's, you know, make money as long as you own those buildings, right? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I mean, he, he just turned 80 years old and still hasn't worked a day since he you know, retired. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you see, okay. So that, that's a great introduction, a great um, yeah. uh, reason to, you know, want to get in a great motivation, a good, a great example for you. So uh, yeah, how'd you go about it? You know, um, you know, you made a move, you know, kind of jumped in, just kind of take us along your story there for a little bit. 
Yeah. So real quick, you know, I, you know, after kind of being exposed to that, it really didn't set in at that time. Mm -hmm. But after I moved to Arizona, I was, you know, still got a job working um, in flooring sales here. And then I had a buddy introduce me to real estate and what they were doing with single family. Actually, they introduced me to rich dad, poor dad. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I read that purple book. We hear a lot, you know, here all the time. And, and that just totally changed my mindset, right? Totally changed my perspective on my career path, what I wanted to do. I just love real estate. I've, I've always had a knack for, you know, just brick and, brick and mortar, you know, and flooring sales, we update, you know, yep. update oh, yeah. stuff like that. So it's always intrigued me. And I used to, I remember going in as a young kid and helping my mom paint, do the refin, you know, the finishes on her single family homes, get them, you know, rentable so she can get tenants in there. Yeah. But so anyways, I, after being introduced to um, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad and my buddy in, in single family real estate, I quickly bought a, um, a single family out of state. So a turnkey rental that it's already rented out. There's a property management company um, that's taking care of the property. And, and I kind of went into the mindset of, okay, it's turnkey. So I'm going to be pretty passive here. And about two weeks after I closed on that property, I quickly learned that um, they have sump pumps in Kansas City, Missouri. And, <laughs> and so anyways, another, you know, fast forward $4,000 later, right? That, yep. which, which, you know, this going into and buying a single family, but whenever you experience it and, and look at it, you know, after I, you know, put all the numbers on paper and see what my cash flow is minus all my expenses on this particular property, it was about $200, right? Okay. 200 times 12, that's $2,400 a year. Well, my cash flow pretty much got wiped out for the for the next two years, you know, and which didn't stop me. You know, my mind went, to, okay, hey, let's do this again. Let's keep, you know, because my goal was in doing that is to generate as much passive income to replace my W-2 or at least have less dependence, create less dependence on my W-2 and sure. get to that number I wanted to be at. Well, yeah. again, putting it down on paper, I'm, I'm looking at, I got to do this 50 or 60 times, which means yes. 50 or 60 houses yep. Yep. through the process. And, you know, which we weren't not willing to do, but then quickly after that, the same buddy, we started going to some local family, uh, multifamily meetups here in Phoenix. And so I quickly started learning about um, apartment syndications and, and how I can invest truly passively and generate just about the same amount of cash flow and be completely hands-off. Yeah. So, yep. And by investing in other people's syndications, Jared. Exactly. Yeah. Managing 50 single family homes is really difficult. Managing a few single family homes is difficult. Managing one apartment building, much easier. So I just think whether you're going to do that actively, so just know like if you're going to do it yourself, it's going to be way easier to manage one apartment building versus, you know, 20, 30, whatever, a single family home. Well, if you're investing with somebody else, it's going to be way easier too. So you thought, you know, you're investing like maybe in this turnkey company managing single family homes, it's going to be passive. Well, it's harder for them to manage it. So it's going to be, you know, more active and, and, and harder. Uh, but it, versus if you invest in a, a syndication where somebody, you're investing with somebody else, but they're managing an apartment building, way easier. So it's going to be more passive on, on your end too. So I just think, like, you got to think of your, um, okay, if I were to invest in this actively, what would it look like? Well, if I invest in this passively, those same rules apply for whoever's doing it actively. So I just just kind of keep that in mind if you invest with you know a turnkey company that's doing single families think about how difficult that is for you to manage actively or if you were to versus if you invest in someone apart as an apartment building you know if it's going to be easy for them to manage it's going to make it you know better for you so really good point there jared and then another thing i i think people maybe fail to consider a little bit is like i always tell people you have a lot more upside if you invest actively but 
you know, you still have to do a really good job because you have more downside as well. So I think maybe what you're realizing, like if you go invest in someone who's doing this full time, the odds of them finding a really good deal are probably higher than you just kind of doing it on the side. So sure, you can own 100% as a single family if you go find it yourself and do it all yourself. But if it's not a great deal, then you own 100% of not a great deal. If you invest in somebody else's deal, you might own 1% of that apartment building, but you know, 1% of an apartment building might still be a, a, a good chunk if it's a big apartment building, but you might own 1% of a really good deal if you're investing with someone that's doing it full-time and doing a really good job. So I think that's another thing to consider as well. Jared, um, that's my take on it. What, what was your experience? How, how, what was your experience as you jumped into investing passively in an apartment uh, versus you know, doing it yourself on a single family? I looked at the time I was putting, you know, because the goal in doing this is to create more time freedom, right? And I looked at the time, you know, I went and I mean, I'm putting offers in on, you know, a bunch of different deals. And of course, the market, this was back in 2020, 2021. So the market was really hot at that time. It was really hard yeah. to get in. Oh, really yeah. To find anything to pencil. And once you did, I mean, everybody else was all over it too. So you got a lot of competition. And then to your point about the, the property manager, I mean, even though it's turnkey and supposed to be pretty passive, I'm still having to be on the phone with the property manager, manage that. And so yeah. it's, it's still in a way active, right? Well, you know, so once I got introduced to apartment syndications and found out that I, I can invest, you know, as a limited partner and own a small percentage of these deals, you know, and, and generate, again, similar cash flow. I mean, just to put some numbers, you know, I, I put about 20 to 25,000 um, into that single family home and was generating, it wasn't even 200, I think it was like $178 a month, right? After, after all, all the expenses, factor in a CapEx vacancy, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I do invest in my first um, apartment syndication and I'm generating, I mean, and this is when it first started out. So they're not even at their full business plan, right? You know, they're still in the process of renovating units. I'm getting four and a half to 5%. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting about a hundred dollars just on, you know, a $25,000 investment, right? Yeah, right. So very, and I'm completely hands-off at that point. Yeah. Monthly updates on what they're doing. And, and so that, that really sparked my interest, but what it also did is it gave me a peek behind the curtains, right? Nice. Being that I do love real estate, I want to, you know, I, I always was going to become more active one way or the other. And I thought I wanted to maybe be, you know, active on the operation side and go out buying these properties like these syndicators do. But I realized how much time and effort and Lee, you, you do this as well. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a full-time sure. job. I mean, yep. These guys are putting 50, 60 hours. And so, you know, kind of transitioning into you know, me wanting to focus more active, I realized, hey, I'm just going to stick to my superpower, let these guys go in and, and source the deals, have the broker relations, property management, and I'm just going to focus on, okay, my superpower is sales, that's what I do, well, I could just bring that, that piece of the, you know, puzzle to the, to my investors and, and help them introduce them to these, these opportunities that I've had. Thank you for sharing those numbers. It, it's always helpful um, to, to actually have some, some real numbers behind it. Like talk to somebody that's actually done it. You, you had a single family home, uh, you know, that was supposed to be passive, wasn't quite so passive, you know, cause you know, it, there's no one else. Like as long as you're the owner of the property, you're not going to be passive. I mean, there might be seasons where you're passive. There might be months where you're passive, but 
you're the one that owns that property. So you might have a property manager, but you're still an active owner. Whereas when you, you know, get into the syndication, yes, technically, you know, you, you, you do own shares, you are an owner, but there's, there's another layer between you. It, it, the, the operator, the, the group that's, that's really taking on the property, they're taking all the calls. They're doing all that. So you're not that person. You're going to be more passive. And so you're finding out. So you might've made a little bit more in that single family, but I know after you guys have single family, like you said, and as everybody does this, they go, okay, well, you know, 175 bucks a month. I mean, not setting the world on fire. Like I need, you know, I need 20 times this amount, let's say. And you go, well, do I want to do this 20 times? Well, maybe if there were no time involved, but there's, there's time, like you're putting time in and you went, well, shoot, like I'm spending a lot more time than I thought I would on a single family home. So if I spend 20 times this amount of time, that's not really going to work for me because I'm looking for time freedom. On the other hand, you look at the syndication, you say, well, I make a hundred bucks a month. Again, not, not enough. Like I, I want to make 20 times. I want to make 30 times that. But you go, well, I'm spending like no time on it. So could I do 20 of these? Well, yeah, 20 times no time is, is still no time, right? So I, I think that's really important. I, I like that you, you know, put that out there that that, you know, if you're looking for time for you to make sure you're, you're investing uh, matches that. That's really good stuff, Jared. I appreciate you, you know, putting that out there, um, explaining that to us. And then the other, the reason for that, I think it, what you explained is that, again, back to that operator with, with the um, single family, Yes, you do have a property manager, but you don't have an operator, somebody that's managing that property manager. That's you, right, Jared, on the single family? Um, but with multifamily, not only you, there, there may be a third-party property manager, you also have the operator who's managing that property manager. So there's, again, another huge layer between you and the property. Um, and and, and you know, with your experience, you've had a good experience with the sponsor. And of course, that's the key. Uh, but if they're doing a really good job, then you, know, you really benefit from having them, like you said, working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. So you don't have to. You kind of mentioned the, maybe the one syndication, the first one you did. Have you done more? Have you had a, a similar experience with the others? Yes. So as soon as I did my first one and, and found an operator that, you know, you always hear no like and trust. You know, again, after learning all that, I, I done another five, you know, well, total what now? Six syndications total. Wow. Okay. Um, I've done some in, in Texas, some Phoenix and, and Texas. You know, I like to ask all my guests this, just with your experience of, uh, getting more into the syndication side, Jared, um, what would you say is a key ingredient to being a successful real estate investor? One main ingredient is, is having a plan, right? Mm -hmm. is, is really determining and, and putting it down on paper. What are my goals? You know, what, what's that, you know, number? Because, you know, when, when we're doing this, it's to really create passive income or, you know, to make money out of real estate. So what's that number you want to be at, you know? And, yep. And as we know, Lee, with real estate, there's multiple streams you can go down, you know, whether it's multifamily, storage, single family, short-term rental. I mean, just the, oh, you know, yeah. find, find what you want to do and determine how you want to get there. But, and, and really determine it. And well, I'll share with that as well is you got to be responsible with your money too. So, no. I mean, you, you can't just, you know, be going out and going to a hundred dollar dinner every night and expect to get, you know, get to that number. It's okay. Yeah. That's the plan. Let's live off the, you know, and, and still enjoy life, but being responsible with your money is going to get you to your goals. Right. hundred percent. No, I think it's really important. Jared, do you mind sharing? Like, um, I think, you know, a husband and wife have to be on the same page with that. Um, is, is that something you and your wife have always agreed on or what's that been like between the two of you? Is this, you know, you guys, you know, like you talked about having a plan. I think it's so important. I think, Spouses have to both be on board with that plan. So you can talk about that a little bit. When you're yeah, so, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. Because so just a quick backstory. My wife's a teacher, you know, mm, and great. I come from 
skills and more of the entrepreneurial mindset, right? And and you, we do pretty good where we're at. So but at first, when I started getting into real estate, my wife was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Why do we need to do all this and take this risk? And, yeah, you know, yeah. so it was definitely a conversation. And to that point, I think it's very important. Both parties are on the same page, yeah. you know? Yep. That that is important because we're, you know, the the why behind this is to be spend more time with my family, my wife, my kids. Yeah. And I don't want to make her feel like I'm trying to leave her behind or something just if she's not in a grant. So, anyways, is definitely being on the same page with your partner. But and so today, as we've kind of worked through some of that, you know, yes, yeah, she is on the same page. We sit down every year. Um, we actually go out to dinner, so we're not at the house, kind of go to a you know, a restaurant and, and review goals what do we yeah. want to, what are we looking for you know and it's and it's interesting because hers are a lot different than mine you know as far as like it's be a better mom or be you know th- and it's oh yeah I love that about it right and we we balance each other out really well and I'm like hey I want to get to this number and so she supports that and you know we just make sure we we iron everything and line everything out so, which yeah. going back yeah. to put it on paper determine your goals that's been huge for us you know yep Yep. And not just checking them in, checking in with them at the end of the year, you know, review them quarterly. Where am I at? You know, and do I need to adjust anything? And, yeah. and uh, that for me has been very important and networking, educating yourself. So there's a ton of resources out there. I mean, just especially in apartment syndications, needless to say, find people that are doing what you, what you want to do network and learn from them you know yeah that's great advice appreciate the conversation uh between you and your wife and and how you guys get on the same page i think that's really important jerry because you know throughout the year i mean it's easy i i think to you know if you have a conversation about it and kind of dream about something and, and feel like you're on the same page but when you really write it down and when you talk about it in depth and you talk about what well, we're gonna have to make some cuts here and when you're on the same page about that when it comes time to making those hard decisions it's still hard, but when you're on the same page, it feels like you're in it together. I also like to ask my guests um, kind of the same question, but with your family and faith, if that's important to you, but like, what do you think is a key ingredient? Maybe it was something you and your wife are doing to make sure that you guys maintain those priorities. So, you know, it's one thing to talk about, hey, the, you know, I want to have more time with my family, right? I mean, and, and I'm speaking to myself here too, but like, it, it's also easy to kind of get caught up and you're, you know, you got a busy job, Jared, you know, you got the full-time job and then you're doing the real estate on the side. What's maybe a key ingredient to making sure that you're really maintaining your priorities week to week, day to day uh, with your wife and your kids? Yeah, no, great question. And and one thing so that I've been working on lately is I actually got a, um, a coach, a mindset coach. Been working through the business and stuff, but part of that is, you know, he's challenged me to, you know, every week schedule a weekly planning session with myself and schedule my week out, right? And that's nice. to work, you know, so my W-2 stuff, I got that. And then, you know, my real estate business, but family, you know, spending time with the kids. And so really going just to sum it up is time blocking, right? Yeah. Talk about, really good. So show me your calendar. I'll show you your priorities. Yeah. Right. So true. And, and so, you know, that's one thing I've been working on is so, you know, I mean, it could be as little, I got a four-year-old, you know, four and a half year old and all right, T-ball with my son, you know, we're going to go out and it doesn't have to be just 20, 30 minutes, right? Okay. Got that. I'm going to watch a movie with my wife tonight through yep. this, this night, I'm going to work from seven to 10, you know, or find that time. So that's just dedicated time. And and one awesome thing I'll, I'll share on that is, so it's one thing to do that and I'm you know, I'm um, in that process, but it's another thing to stick to it. Right. Yeah. So, yep. 
and make it said and done right yeah because i was like all right i can move this around i got done with this early and maybe i could do this other thing and you know as a result of working with my coach she was like no stick to that that's your commitment that's your priority and i so i guess that that would be you know my what what i'm focusing on right now and because the goal of this is to create more time to be present with my wife with my kids i mean it's really important to share a little personal, you know, as I, I grew up without a father, right? Mm-hmm. Never met my dad, you know, my mom did a great job raising me, good values, all that. But, you know, I want to be the dad to my kids I never had. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. And so that's a big why for me. And, and real estate, I think, is a great resource to, to achieve these goals and to be able to control my time so I can spend it on what matters most. Right? That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to sum it up, man. I don't have anything to add. Uh, great way to sum it all up there, man. That's uh, so good, so important. Jerry, what you're doing a lot now is is bringing others along with you, uh, others that want to invest in, in syndications. You've got, you know, to where you're getting other people into it. Um, people want to learn more about you and what you're doing that maybe they kind of want to do it do it as well. And, and, and they say, hey, Jared, seems to be, you know, you've kind of figured this out. You've found the good sponsors. Um, I want to just jump in with you on, on these, uh, these great sponsors, buying great properties down in Texas and whatnot. I, I, what I've got here, Jared, for you is optimalequitygroup.com. Uh, I know you're also uh, active on LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, and then we got your email here at jared at optimalequitygroup.com. That's the best place people can find you. We'll throw that in the show notes and people can get a hold of you that way. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And probably the best place is just going to the website. All right, man. We'll put all that in the show notes. It's been great, Jared. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Lee. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.